baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Mike Shope. Last night at 12.30 in the morning, I ate a can of mushrooms. (laughs) I did. Pieces and stems, if you're wondering. As opposed to buttons, it was pieces and stems. Which will be my next year's <laughs> fantasy football team name. Pieces and stems. Pieces and stems. <laughs> and the Bulldog. I should be ashamed to admit this publicly, but whatever. How long have we been doing this? I'm a junkie. I can't be trusted. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I have no idea how old that clip is. Maybe 10 years. But I did actually do that last night as well. Can of mushrooms? Yeah. It wasn't 1230. But does it matter? Last thing you do. Well, you're not as young anymore. That's right. But I still, I still have a penchant for cans of mushrooms to end the day. I don't know. Your dietician would they recommend it? <laughs> would they tell you to stop? I got. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, no, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Can't be the. Can't be ideal. No, nor is a giant bowl of cereal at 10.30 at night. That you hide in the freezer from your kids. Well, I hid the cereal so they didn't eat it, but I put cereal in the freezer all the time because the frozen bowl is the the key to life. Cody Carpentier has walked into this. The key to life. (laughs) NFL draft analyst, roster watch, player profiler. Cody, how's Mobile, Alabama? Well, first and foremost, Mike, I appreciate you and you and Bulldog having me on today. But mushrooms, cereal—I was, I was just thinking back to my early days of college while I was lifting, yeah. eating. Well, I should say, <laughs> microwaving a pint of Ben and Jerry's and drinking it at midnight. That's a move. <laughs> That's a choice. We say now. That's a choice. <laughs> yeah, we do sound like college kids with these di- these <laughs> <Yes>. dietary habits. <laughs> yes, we do. Well. Yeah, that's I never even thought why, about that one why before. That, why? Because you wanted a milkshake. Like what? Why? Do, my wife will sometimes like those little pints are too frozen, and she wants to soften it up a little. So she'll throw like one of those, you know, one of those Ben and Jerry's pints in in the microwave for like ten seconds just to soften it a little bit. I like it where it breaks the spoon in half, like oh. rock hard frozen. Like why turn it into liquid? <laughs> 40, yeah, you put that in there for about 40 seconds, and it's drinkable at that point because, quite frankly, you're trying to gain a little bit of weight uh, in the in the lifting world. And, and get oh. the again. There's about 1,000 calories in one of those gotcha. little things. So it's efficient to just haul that down as a drink rather than sit there and eat it with a spoon. I got it. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Bingo. All right. Yeah, there had to be a, a greater purpose. <laughs> uh, so, I mean... You're our guy when it comes to the Senior Bowl and prospects and, and the like here, Cody. How has this week measured up so far from other experiences of yours? It's been a good week. Um, you know, I, I was in Frisco for the Shrine Bowl on Saturday and Sunday, and then I made the move down to Mobile on Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday has been here in Mobile. It's been a good week. Um, the expectation coming in, of course, was with these two quarterbacks, Michael Penix and, and Bo Nix. And, you know, maybe the expectation was a little too high coming in. Um, they were fine, but they didn't really 
you know, take the cake, I would say. You know, there was a couple other guys that kind of caught most of the attention, a cornerback from Toledo, Quinion Mitchell, defensive lineman from Texas, Devondre Sweat. So, uh, you know, some stars in different positions rather than what was the expectation coming in with quarterback. How much did either of those guys you mentioned, Knicks and Penix, help or hurt them? Like, or is it just like neutral at this point? It's kind of neutral. So Penix come in, coming in, you know, the conversation has been around this, this college football playoff run that he's had. He had a, a brilliant game against Texas who was able to pressure him, but their back end isn't as strong. So he was able to get that ball out. But when you saw him go against Michigan, they also were able to pressure him, but they had a better back end. And I think that's something that we saw from Penix down here in Mobile was when he was in the pocket and there was no pressure, he was able to find his spots. He's got a beautiful ball. And then when – the pressure was after him. These cornerbacks were able to kind of walk in and, and kind of close off those gaps that Penix was, was trying to find. And, and equally, as, as, as good as his ball looks and his inconsistencies, Bo Nix was kind of just sitting there in the same boat. I, I didn't see either of these guys through three practices take the upper hand. You know, there was flashes from each guy. There's opportunities from each guy. And they didn't take advantage of it. So, you know, we still have about a, you know, a month and a half of, of process here going to the combine in a couple mm-hmm. weeks and then pro days. So I think we still got some time, but it's kind of just reminiscent of what we saw on the game, in the games and on tape. How do you tend to weigh the uh, players' performances in events like this, Cody, with their college careers? I mean, of course, both had. I mean, Bo Nix has been in college a long time. Since 1978. Uh, <laughs> both had relatively <laughs> prolific college careers. Does this, you know, your opinion and, you know, from other scouts that you know and talk to, what does it really do for someone's draft stock, good or bad? Well, the, the big thing is really just getting them out of their element, right? They're sitting there. Penix has been in Washington for a couple of years. He, he, he feels comfortable with the players he has there. He's learned that system. Nick's the same as he transfers to Oregon and, and, and kind of revived his own career. And now you get him here with some receivers they haven't played with. Penix showed an early connection to a few of these guys. Nick's took a little bit longer. Um, that's really the thing you're learning is, is how fast they can connect, how fast they can pick up different situations, different ways they're being tested. When you talk about how do you weigh the, weigh the event, really when you're going through this process, you're weighing everything as its own thing, and then you come back to an end conclusion before the draft. So, you know, you got your film grades, you got your seasonal thoughts, you have an event process thought, like, you know, how did he look at the event in itself and certain situations, and then, they'll, you know, we'll have the athletic testing and so on and so forth. So I think it's just important to look at these guys as individuals and take the situations as situations, right? Every situation is situational, as the great Pat McAfee would say. But hmm. I think that's just the big thing is you have to take a step back and understand that the setting is different and they're learning new things, and they're playing with new players, and I think that's a big thing. Before, yeah. before we move on, Nixon Penix, um, over under one half. Is one of them at least a first-round pick, or is it too early to even guess? So you're, you're saying half, like not one and a half. Like, you're saying half, Yeah, right? one or the other it would I cash. Would say, I, would say, I would say one of them will be. But maybe not both. Yes. Okay. I think the thing is, I think one of my big takeaways I would say at the quarterback position is that J.J. McCarthy um, won uh, this week by not being here. Okay. <laughs> right. Love when that happens. So he's he's maybe past the two guys that are there, at least the two guys we've talked about. I know there are other quarterbacks there. Um, but the, the, the top guys are still they've, – they've separated and, like, nobody's probably catching them, right? Top three. Yeah, I would the top say, three, yeah. I, 
I would say, yeah, the May, Williams, and Jaden Daniels tier is by itself. And those three feel like locked top tens right now. Of course, May and Williams have been in that conversation, but everything surrounding Jaden Daniels right now, the, the fluff here was basically if Daniels, Daniels also had a senior bowl invite and didn't come for obvious reasons, right? Mock drafting top five. He, he won the Heisman, et cetera. He would have ran circles, it felt like, around these guys. That was kind of the, the feel here. Um, but that feels like a tier by itself. And then, of course, Penix, Knicks, and then J.J. McCarthy feels like that next tier where they need to find a separation. And today, right now, after the, after the Senior Bowl for three days, feels like McCarthy might have just put himself you know, at 4A, where Penix and Knicks are probably 4B, 4C. Okay. Cody Carpentier with us, roster watch, player profiler, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Not the Bills' concern, what happens with these quarterbacks. Cody, it's been a growing sentiment up here that the Bills – it's long overdue to draft a, a top wide receiver. They've drafted late, you know, in the in the order, so not always easy to do that. Um, not easy at all. This year, twenty eighth, but still, like maybe they lose Davis, Diggs at age thirty, et cetera. Sounds like a great year, though. If you need a wide receiver, maybe well beyond round one. Would you agree? I would agree a hundred percent. There's, you know, a, a, a growing group of guys here. I think you can get all the way down to around that wide receiver 13, 14, 15 area um, that you're going to be talking about top 100, top 120 selections in this draft. And they all have different abilities. And I think a couple of them do align with kind of what the Buffalo Bills are looking at right now. And, you know, whether whether Gabe Davis is back or not, and, you know, Stephon Diggs says, you know, his offseason situations every year. Um, I think Javon Baker's a guy in that round three, round four area. It's interesting. He was down here at the Senior Bowl. He's kind of a – I comped him to somewhere in the range of, of the Robert Woods, the Rashi Rice, and with the ceiling of a Stephon Diggs just because of his route running. Um, and a bigger body guy, you know, may know him. He's the son of the great Jerry Rice. Brendan <laughs> Rice had a big week this week. And that's a guy that kind of fits in that outside X or Z role, kind of like a Gabe Davis um, was, was looked at as. And he's, he's about 6'2 and a half, 6'3", about 214 pounds. And I think that's a guy that's going to be in round three. But as, as the Bills, this is my outside view looking in, you know, with all this, this is again a boring answer, but with all these defensive linemen hmm. being up in, in, in free agents this year, it's, it's boring, but like that feels like the spot for me. Is that, you know, from the outside looking in, again, I'm, I'm early in the process as far as mocks and stuff like that. Um, but as I'm looking at the Bills and this draft class, I'm looking at defensive line in round one. Well, as you know, I mean, the draft class is a key part of it, and you have a grasp of that that I don't have yet. Um, yes, about their roster, but if wide receiver is so deep relative to D-line, then that changes the uh, equation. 100%. And I think that there's a few guys that are there, right? There's, there's I don't know what there's, five or six uh, bills, I think it was when I checked, the defensive linemen, defensive edge, or edge rushers that are that are up this year in free agency. And you talked about receiver. I think receiver's a position this year, if you're the bills, with how the receiver room looks, I think Shakir's a guy that is, is going to stick to that roster for a few years you know, to go on. He feels like a good fit there. But you talked about the question marks around Diggs, around Gabe Davis. This class, you can, you can hit three guys in this class. And, and maybe that sounds like overkill. But in this class, I think that it's a good one that you, would take, you can take a speed guy, you can take a big guy, and you can take a route finesser. And, and this is a perfect class to do that because there's a ton of each stylistic uh, piece here in this class. Whereas the defensive line, I might, I might, like I said, push my chips in early mm-hmm. on that defensive line position. I think that would um, vastly help Buffalo rather than um, 
the receiver position that you can, again, nail later on. And you have the quarterback in place already, and that's one thing I know it maybe hurts to say, but Tom Brady was in that division forever, and he never had the Tier 1 court. He, you know, he didn't always have the Tier 1 uh, draft picks at, at wide receiver. He, he kind of brought on some later-round guys. Yeah. Become, you know, well-known. So I think that's something that Josh Allen could, you know, begin to uh, – into yeah well obviously they've had digs uh the whole time that Allen has emerged as like an mvp candidate caliber player here so they've had a true number one um but the rest of it has been kind of like the brady model you're talking about even davis was a you know fourth fifth round pick uh shakir's a fifth round pick their free agent acquisitions have been very mid um you know to lower so that that and the way the Bills sounded, I don't know if you you heard any of this, uh, Cody, but Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott both talked in depth about explosive plays and the need to enhance their passing game and help digs, and that's got a lot of us thinking about receiver. Uh, the point about the D line is definitely a good one, and the depth of the positions will matter a lot. But I think, frankly, they they should be looking for a Gabe Davis replacement. Like he said after the year that there was no talk of an extension, and I just can't imagine him going to market and coming back here considering their cap situation. So we're almost at a point where, like anyway, I am looking at a rookie to replace yeah. Gabriel Davis, and he plays like 90% of their snaps. Yeah, and right now when you look at NFL Mock Draft Database, great people over there at NFLMockDraftDatabase.com, the two most common names that come up are Brian Thomas from LSU and Troy Franklin from Oregon, who are both guys that are 6'4", in that 200-pound range, kind of built like a Terrace Marshall, and they have the speed, and they have the similar traits and the similar abilities uh, to a Gabe Davis. So, you know, if you are looking at round one, that's, those are going to be the two guys they're going to continue to, to come up in that conversation. You know, something that stands out to me, just looking at one ranking that I have open here, uh, the top 10 receivers, at least according to CBSSports.com, there's a lot of size. I mean, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 6'4", I mean, it's all everywhere. Like, the shortest guy in the top 10 is Neighbors at, at 6 yeah. feet. Um, Xavier Worthy, 6'1". Like, there, there's, you know, I know there'll be variety once you get through the, you know, into the depth of the position, but... I can't recall a time looking at the top guys at the receiver position where there's so much size. It's been a while, especially coming off of last year that, you know, there's going to be recency bias into it. But last year's class had like seven or eight guys that were sub 190 and they were under that 510 range. And, and I think that's going to be something that this class is going to be the exact opposite, the influx. There's, there's, a, couple, no, there's a couple guys that are going to come in that mm-hmm. range, the Lad McConkeys of the world, the, the Roman Wilsons that were down here at the Senior Bowl. But, again, this, the, the size is the big thing, and you mentioned it, um, and B- Buffalo's looking for that size. And I think that that's one thing. The, the, I think the biggest thing here from the Senior Bowl where I'm at is Brendan Rice. That's the, the guy from mm-hmm. USC, the, the son of the great, of course, like I mentioned before, Jerry Rice. And he brings a lot to the table. He's 6'2", 212. He's going to cut down for the combine. We'll see. He's probably going to run the 4'4s. And he, he, he's not, again, he's not 6'4", he's not 6'5", but he's in that middle range. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, looking at that range also opens up the field to a lot more guys that can be more dominant and more versatile than a Gabe Davis. One receiver a listener has asked us to ask you about, we asked for that, is Ricky Pearsall from Florida. What uh, round maybe for you? Ricky Pearsall, man, pretty solid. He struggled a little bit on Tuesday and – Picked it up on Wednesday, really. Um, struggled a little bit in, in, in a couple opportunities to get out of breaks. Slipped a few times. These cornerbacks go down here 
these cornerbacks down here are strong. Quinion Mitchell from Toledo is, is elite, and he kind of gave Pierce all some fits. But Wednesday came around a little bit. He didn't practice today. Um, that we, we don't know if that was an injury or whether he felt good about what he put on the field on Wednesday, but didn't practice today. Um, but the conversation down here is, is looking at that, that late round two, early round three kind of area for Ricky Pearsall. He's pretty pretty solid on tape, and I think that's about where he puts himself. And He's going to be a really good pro playing out of the slot. Mitchell from Texas is another one, although I could just ask our producer Zach about him because he's a Longhorns fan. But g- give us your, your sketch on him if you can. Love Adonai. Adonai Mitchell from, from Texas. Xavier Worthy also from Texas, speed guy. But Adonai Mitchell, I, I do a show for Orange Bloods with, with our main man Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch. And I've watched Adonai all season. He's a guy that really dominates the red zone. He dominates the top of his routes. He's a great contested catch guy. Uh, he's about 6'4", about 195. And he plays to that size. And he also uh, is just a big game guy. He, he shows out when, when the lights are on. He's, again, I think the statistic is six touchdowns in six college football playoff games. This is just what this guy does. And transferred over from Georgia. Um, it's actually funny talking to George Pickens a couple of years ago at the NFL Combine, asking him about that Georgia receiver room where he was. And he's like, you guys think I'm good. You don't, you don't know nothing yet. You don't know until Adonai Mitchell gets here. He's real good. And I think that that's just something right now in my rankings. He's my, he's my fifth wide receiver. So Adonai Mitchell's one that it, it's cooled off a little bit, I will say, in the draft circles, but he's looking at about that early round two area as well. One guy that I, caught my eye all season and that I've been reading and hearing, and not, not, and not a guy that's at the, at the Senior Bowl, Keon Coleman. I feel like I, I've started to see some – in, you know some intel, some just you know, scouting reports that indicate like he's maybe not as well rounded. The the route running isn't as sharp. It's it's more like highlight reel type plays. But is he a down in down out guy that you can really depend on? Uh, recognizing that you're not there watching him this week, um, do you have a, a thought on Keon Coleman? Yeah, similar again, similar traits to the Adonai Mitchell. I, you know, a lot of flash plays when you turn on the Keon Coleman tape, and everyone remembers the one-headed catch across the middle right. and things of that nature. He also played with Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson is down here. All the underlying metrics, I should mention this, Johnny Wilson's six foot seven, right. 244 pounds, just a monster of a wide receiver. And he's not built like a tight end either. A lot of people want to move him there, but he's, he's not built like a tight end. But Keon Coleman, a lot of similar traits to Adonai Mitchell, a lot of flashy plays. I think he does struggle sometimes at the top of his route. I'm not sure how fast he's going to run. It's you know I, I hate to put a number on guys when, I, when, I, when it's not a high number, but around that four six area, which you know mm-hmm. at the receiver position is not a, not a killer, um, but it's it's different, right? It's four yep. four from that from that six four two hundred five pound range uh, makes you feel a little better. So Adonai Mitchell and I think Keon Coleman are going to be a conversation that's had a lot during the draft process. Which one do you like? Which one's better? And I think honestly I lead I lead Adonai Mitchell because of the. Um, the interchangeability across positions, the uh, red zone ability, the contested catch. You know, even though Keon Coleman's good in the contested catch conversation, Adonai, I think, that much better. His his contortion ability is, is up there with the best of them. Contortion ability. Love it. Love it, Cody. <laughs> I mean, so much good information here. Uh, before you go, I want your – I would like your opinion on the running back class. Um, I know you, one tweet you had was – a lot of guys who will be given a shot that will be drafted late. And I always wonder, maybe this has gone forward, just how much of a chance teams will give you know, sixth-round pick running backs. Uh, maybe it's evolved now where other like stars have aged out and 
you know, more of the data supports that. Like what Keaton Mitchell was, for one example, before he went down. He was undrafted by Baltimore. Seemed dangerous. Uh, how, how do you see running backs here? Might it be like the, the latest, the first running back has ever gone in a draft? Ooh, that's, that's actually a good question. I think that that's uh, up, for, up for question. Um, I, I, would, I would almost guarantee there's going to be one going in round two. There's buzz around that Cowboy situation that Pollard's not going to be back, so I think that there's going to be one at least going round two. Um, I think I don't know what the, the number is. God, you, uh, probably in the 60s is probably what that, what that number might be. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the running back position, I think the depth of it is really what's going to come to fruition. You mentioned Keaton Mitchell, um, undrafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Isaiah Pacheco the year before, round seven, uh, has, been, has been mighty important to that Kansas City Chiefs football team. This grouping down here, though, at the Senior Bowl, there's a lot of guys, like I mentioned, they're going to get opportunities to earn opportunities to eat at the big boy table in the NFL, whether it's Ray Davis from Kentucky, Isaiah Davis um, from South Dakota State, even a guy like Michael Wiley from Arizona, who's an elite pass catcher, an elite uh, uh, pack, uh, sorry edge blocker, and he can run between the tackles. Nobody really knows about him. I think that's the big thing is you're going to be able to find guys in here that are going to backfill, and it's going to be on these fifth, sixth, seventh round NFL contracts where they're making less than a million dollars, and that's going to be a lot more attractive to these NFL teams than it is to you know bring in a Dalvin Cook like the Jets did last year for $8 million, oh. or <laughs> Leonard Fournette like the Bills did late in the season, and you know that quite literally did nothing. So you're going to see a lot more opportunities for these guys, even a Dylan Lobby from New Hampshire, a little guy, but he's an elite pass catcher. This, this group down here is very good out of the backfield and pass blocking. I think that's going to be a big thing uh, in this class. Wow, really good. Thanks, Cody, for all of this. Great to catch up with you again and enjoy. I one more thing. Yes, please. I, I, got a, I got a selection for your Bills, and I mentioned it before. Okay. I think defensive line over receiver, but mm-hmm. Tavondre Sweat from Texas. So, yep. Zach, the producer, he'll know all about him because he's a Texas fan, but Tavondre Sweat. That's your Mobile MVP this year, and I think that's a beautiful pick for the Buffalo Bills in round one. He makes it to 28, maybe. It's, it's a ways off. I think so. I think so. Okay. Thanks, Cody. Great job. Enjoy the game. I, I appreciate you guys. Likewise. Cody Carpentier, at Cody Carpentier on Twitter. 6'4", 362. Listen, can he catch? Devondre Sweat. Actually, he can. He caught, I think, two touchdowns oh. this year. Look at wow. Zach. There's Zach. There's That's our, a yes. our Texas reporter. Confirmed. Zach, our Texas correspondent. Wow. <laughs> well, what do you think, Bulldog? Wide receiver. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to wait. 803-0550. No. How about you out there? <laughs> Cody's take is it's time for the defensive line. Look at the roster. He knows the quality, the strengths and weaknesses relatively of the different position groups. A lot of receivers. I mean... It's still February first, but five or more new names right there to mm-hmm. me like, that I didn't. I've heard of the Rice Kid. I've heard of his dad. After that, right? Didn't, yeah. didn't know a lot of these people, but uh, that's what makes it fun. Got a guy out there, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Eight oh three oh five fifty for your calls on WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.